0: So what's up, baby? How are you? How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got your little uh, you got your little Sonic announcement today, which is actually pretty surprising.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. I'm pretty honestly I'm pretty stoked. Uh, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about yet, or if you've lived under the rock for the last few hours days, um, they've announced who will be playing voicing Knuckles the Echidna. In the upcoming sonic sequel and that will be done by uh idris elba
0: nice yeah there were rumors that he was going to be like like james
1: bond and i guess he's going to be settling <laughs> for uh for, for knuckles bro <laughs> who's i mean who's settling at this point really i mean who are we to it's say a, it's a settle all right i mean i'm cool with this idris Elba's great. great no, he
0: is he is really awesome actually yeah as like, an actor
1: so i i just recently just it's topical and I'm not talking about on my podcast this week, but I watched the suicide squad over the weekend and he was great in that. And this role for like a while was being linked to Jason Momoa. And I very much rather prefer this. I think this is a, <laughs> a, 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 they knock it out of the park with this. I one. mean,
0: Idris has like an awesome voice. So I actually think this is really good. Cause it's like, I could listen to that guy. He sounds really good. You know what I mean? Like he just has one of those good voices that makes you question your sexuality. Yeah. occasion. And listen, Too if, late, if right? listen,
1: Idris Elba's no, you know, <laughs> he ain't no B list actor, you know? No, like, he is he's if, a top tier
0: actor at this point, yeah.
1: If he signed on to your project, this must be some, some good stuff. There must be some fine China being produced. And it, listen, if 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 the Sonic movies follow the same trajectory as the games then this movie is going to be solid. The third one's going to be great, and then the if you plug the third movie into like the fourth movie, it becomes the best game of all time. If we're if we're going onto Sonic <laughs> trajectory.
0: well, you know, Sonic fans always very optimistic. No Somehow managing to
1: stay in the zeitgeist <laughs> at all times, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome everybody back to the Glintendo podcast. I'm Glintendo. This is a usually a weekly <laughs> Nintendo slash Smash Community Galaxy Brain podcast um, and occasional peanut brain podcast as well. The show goes up every Thursday for supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nintendo and then becomes free to all, to the rest of you commoners, the following Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, all sorts of podcasting places but yeah as i was alluding to you haven't heard our sexy sultry voices in a little while um i want to say that we took a break but we didn't i was just extremely busy so like it's not like <laughs> it's not like it's not like i took a vacation from the podcast like I had some days where i was like good but man it's just been really rough for me schedule wise like i've just like my My day job, my regular work uh, has been very good. And when it's good, that means I'm super, super busy. So um, we're back. It's been a little while. Um, Of course, I'm joined by Kyle Rios, Mr. Koopa, host of the Koopta podcast, Mr. Professional Top Esports commentator himself. Koopa, say hello to all the fans.
1: Hello, fans. That's right. (laughs) Don't forget it. Listen, uh, I totally feel that to my core, Glenn. I've been so busy this week, I haven't even uploaded my podcast from this past weekend. Yeah,
0: dude. And like, you know, we've seen each other uh, a few times in the past week just because like, you know, it was my birthday (laughs) this past weekend and it was another friend of ours birthday. And so like we, I had, I think besides those two days, the last two weeks have just been like, dude, I don't even remember what day it is. I'm like, I have to record my podcast and like try to put it up. And then like. You know that I know how you feel about that. Like, that's It's just sometimes people underestimate how much work it goes into like making these things on a weekly basis. So I feel you 100%.
1: Yeah. It's like really, really hard when you're a one man band. And granted, this was even when I, you know, once upon a time, I was just kind of like taking what stuck to the wall of my recordings and threw it on the internet. Uh, And then I learned that that's a terrible way to run a business. So, you know, I started (laughs) taking the extra time to, you know, edit and make sure everything sounds good and clean. You know, for my show. Oh and yeah,
0: your your most recent ones have sounded like really good.
1: I just want to say thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Checks in the mail. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you really don't <laughs> like get a, a full grasp of how hard it is to be a one man band until you're doing it. You know, for a week, and when the slightest, you know, if I'm a creature of habit, so I I usually dedicate a certain amount of time. Two things because you know as much as i am top esports commentator baby uh i also have a day job on top of you know other obligations i have to take care of so whenever like the slightest hiccup in my plans shows up whether and i use the term hiccup like very you know endearingly because like you said it was your birthday and then another friend's birthday was this past week as well so you know it was all fun in you know in the name of hanging out with your friends but at the same time it's like my god like I have so much I need to do still. Like, when am I going to have time to like sit down and catch up?
0: Yeah, man. And like, speaking of the esports stuff, like, um, I'm sure you know there's plenty of room for you to grow down that path. But uh, even though you are, uh, you know, you get paid to do what you do, it's still not at the point. It's very hard for people to make it to the level where like you're making a living solely off of doing commentary, you know, and being a commentator and all that stuff. Like, it, it just I don't know when we talk about that kind of stuff I just think about how uh so many people that we know and like I would include myself in this like you know the smash community that one esport it like just being a competitor and being part of the community and all that it takes up so much of your time and in a good way like there's so much to do and it's so fun whatever but like even though you're do- putting so much into that community uh it's like it's crazy to me how little money there is for the people in the community who are competing or commentating or organizing events. Like, like everything is so grassroots. And so it feels like everything is, is kind of like on a, on a tight budget, even though we have like millions of players and like millions of people play, like watch the game competitively. Like it's just insane.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Um, (laughs) and don't get me wrong as much as I would love to, you know, put all my eggs in this, in this basket one day. And, you know, maybe someday, I'll I'll be able to get to that point. But, and you know, until the time being, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep myself, uh, you know, keep food on the table, keep the lights on all that, all that jazz. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that boils down to and it's been talked about, you know. At nauseam on other podcasts and mediums, so I won't like stay on the topic too long here. But you know, dev support is is a huge factor of that. That was a big talking point of Nintendo over the summer. Is that you know they have a literal cash cow sitting in front of them, and all you know it's at most kind of a relationship a cold stepfather has with his stepson, where you know <laughs> it's like yeah, here's here's some money every couple of months, and I'll pay attention to you whenever it's convenient for me. But you know, and, and you know, obviously other. Esports definitely reaped the benefits of that more so. And, you know, we'll see uh, how that continues to go. And that's what makes me really excited about a game like Nickelodeon All-Stars where, you know, how what what could be for a game with some like serious dev support and Nickelodeon being very topical this week also because it's uh, 30 years of the channel being founded. So, oh, wow. I, I,
0: I didn't know it was that young. I would have assumed it was like older than that.
1: Yeah, that I uh, totally agree with you. (laughs) It was quite strange when I read that article on Variety this week. So that was uh, that was fun. But yeah, (laughs) esports is fun. Maybe one day I'll be able to turn this hobby into a full time job and I don't have to wear uh, jeans when I leave the house. That'd be (laughs) ideal.
0: Dude, Imagine. You know, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl becomes like the top esport, and you just see that janky ass game like Patrick <laughs> Maines out there and like making millions of dollars, like maining Patrick and Reptar and SpongeBob and all that. Like, that, yeah, that you know, for the bad matchups. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I main Patrick, but I use SpongeBob for the bad matchups. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking of that, we got to commentate. I, I kind of teased it last time, last episode that was up, how, uh, we had gotten booked to, to commentate, uh, top 16 and top eight of a local tournament in Brooklyn. Uh, the venue's called Brooklyn. I'm not exactly, I'm still not sure, even after commentating it, what the event itself was called.
1: <laughs> I'm, do you remember off the top of your head? I think it was just, uh, I, I it was like ran by uh, community gaming New York, which is a yeah. you know, team ran by our friend Fabs, who is also you know helps run things with uh, Collision and RJ in our area. Uh, I think it was just called the inaugural. I've been calling it a Brookland. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, yeah, so.
0: like that's what I've been calling it. But then I realized like that's the name of the venue. Uh, but yeah, if you're in New York City and you want to go to another like awesome uh, local. They're doing it every weekend. It's in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, called Brookland. That's the name of the venue. So check that out. But yeah, um, I had a lot of fun uh, doing the commentary for that. And uh, I don't know if we got to commentate like a real... I think that was like the first time you and I commentating like a professional, like real block where like we got paid and it wasn't just like us two hanging out at the local and just, you know what I mean, casually grabbing the mic and just talking you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at locals, you could kind of just do whatever, like anybody can go and grab the mic and like commentate, but this was like more professional. And like, obviously the house of 3000 guys set up the whole stream and everything. And they're like the S plus tier at like setting up streams and running all that stuff. So, um, I had a lot of fun. I don't know. How did you feel? Did you have fun?
1: Ah uh, no, I hated it. it never talk to me again. No, but in, in all seriousness, it was a lot of fun. And um, I've I said this when I got to the to the venue, and you know throughout the course of the event itself, that I've seen time and time again where venues try to like cross that line between like esports and urban, where you know you see a lot of you know esports places kind of have bars in the background and whatnot, and I've seen like the worst of that, which was a um. I think this visit is actually closed, so I don't feel bad name dropping it. I went to Esports Arena in Oakland, California, uh, and that was not all. It was cracked up to be. The building was like Wait, still why? like it was. The building was still like under construction in certain parts. <laughs> So like it, huh. you can like really see like it, it it didn't have like like you know the es the esports arena that you know anyone who's familiar with Super Smash Brothers is like super familiar with in in um at, I forget where in California it was it's it was somewhere in, in SoCal but it was in Santa Ana I think Santa Ana yeah yeah that's where yeah, yeah that's where two GG ran a lot of their events for uh you know quite some time throughout the entirety of Smash Four Wait, and
0: are you talking about the new all right so because like when during the smash 4 era i want to say like 2015 2016 2017 they had um a, an esports arena in santa ana and like it was a really nice i've been there like i went a couple of times when i was visiting in california but then they like switched at some point to like this new area that was like i think it was in long beach and it has like it's like different lots put together and uh that's where like hyrule saga was like which one of those two are you talking? No, about? no, no. I'm not talking one? about. So
1: I'm not talking about either of those two. Um, oh, the, interesting. The, okay. Yeah. So the one in in Santa Ana is the one that like anyone who watches Smash is familiar with because that's where Two GG hosted their weeklies and big events for a long time, and then they switched to Thunder Studios for a yeah, while. Yeah. Okay. Is where, that's the name of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which is where Hyrule Saga and a lot of their events took place for. A while too before they relocated again i think they're they work out of some uh i think they're they're out of like some hotel in like la miranda california now which like it it looks nice it's spacious um the esports arena i'm talking about is like it was like a like a second location because they have a couple locations across the country and if i don't know if you've ever known this or not a lot of these esports arenas exist within like walmart's across the country (laughs) what (laughs) yeah i no, i never heard that google like esports arena walmart because there's like a partnership between them where like you know how like you walk into a walmart and there's like you know the uh like there's like you can see like a subway or like a pizza hut like those like chain restaurants kind of like shoved into it because of a corporate deal it's like that with like esports arena there's like a handful of locations across like california like uh, places across the country yeah, yeah. look it up. It, it, it is so jarring. It is uncanny that is valley. It's so weird, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this location was like a standalone store in Oakland, California. And I went there for like a pre-major uh, weekly. And honestly, I wasn't like super impressed. <laughs> the building still looked like it was, like I said, like it was under construction in certain parts. They had a bar, but like I used the term bar very loosely because like I said, a lot of this stuff was still very like... Under construction, and like they went on a ticket yeah. system instead of like a cash system because they had like
0: a literal bar, like it was an yeah. actual, just a steel beam <laughs> with drinks on it.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a girder that you sat on. And this you, you is know, literally you- a handlebar, <laughs> no seats, just
0: one little glass yeah. of beer on top. Enjoy, yeah.
1: I definitely was not like super impressed, but to get back on topic, uh. Brooklyn was, I think, was like one of the best I've seen. At like integrating that space where it's you know it's urban, it's hip. You can like hang out there, and and also you know it had plenty of space for uh, you know the esports side of things, and everything was really solid. Food was good. The drinks were cheap. Uh, the atmosphere was nice they had like pinball machines and, and like arcade cabinets set up you know down this little hallway they had and that place is really nice so you know I definitely would you know be more inclined to go uh, back there because you know getting to that part of Brooklyn isn't necessarily like the hardest thing to do and you know to have a tournament on it like that on a, I, th- I think they hold their events on Sundays which is like I feel like has always been like an underrated day to host a weekly like you know when it when it's good it's good but like when when, it, when it's bad, it's bad. But like when, you know, it's good. It's really, really good on a Sunday. So
0: Yeah. So I asked you how you thought, how, how much fun you had, how good the event was, right? And yes. you just answered, you had a great time. You love the venue, all that stuff. Yeah. Ask me how good my time was at this event. How much fun did
1: you have at this event?
0: I had a good time, but <laughs> I have a problem. We have to talk about this. I have a a problem that surrounds this whole thing. So we get there, right? We commentate the thing, and everything was really fun. It was very natural. You and I, obviously, we talk on here. We're friends, whatever. It was like the easiest thing in the world for me, right? And then I'm looking at the Twitch comments, and Uh I'm looking at my Twitter following the event. And, of course, like everyone in in our little tri-state area was watching this stream and watching this event. So they heard us commentate. Like this was a pretty big, fun event to watch, whatever. And all the reception is positive. Like a bunch of my friends DM me out of nowhere. And we're like, dude, that was really awesome. Like you did a really (laughs) good job. And a bunch of people in the Twitch chats were like, oh, this is really great. And like, they were just giving me compliments and stuff. And then I kind of started to feel like in between the lines of like the compliments, it was kind of like, we expected you to be ass. (laughs) And then I brought that up to you. Like we were talking just in our little group chat and I was like, yeah, like I was kind of like, I was surprised that people were surprised that I could commentate. And then you were like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that it was going to be you and me doing top eight, I kind of raised an eyebrow. And then I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on." (laughs) Hold on a second. You're telling me that you, you doubted that I could commentate well a top eight bracket. Now, granted, I'll give you, I'll give you this. Again, like I said earlier, we never actually did that before together. And I definitely never got booked for like a top eight like that. But I was still, I'm kind of mad that you, you raised the eyebrow, bro. I wanted nice, even symmetrical eyebrows. You raised an (laughs) eyebrow at the thought of me commentating a top eight. Explain yourself.
1: All right, let me, let me get on my podium and get my uh, apology video uh, queued up in my YouTube uh, render. Uh, listen, the, number one, we have commentated before. We've commentated top eight at, at an Arcadian before, uh, which I believe Arcadian you might Arcadian or Schmadian. Yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what it's like? It's like when, how do I put this as nicely as possible? It's like when Michael Jordan like, quit playing basketball to play baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I like you are you are primarily known in the player base as a player, right. and I, and as someone that's known you for a long time, you know I know that you're you're not dumb, you're well spoken, you know a lot about the game, um, and you you know you know what you're talking about if you were presented with an opportunity to commentate because as you know, once upon a time when we ran into hitbox locals, you know, when I would need someone in a pinch because nobody else wanted to commentate, I would ask you because it's like, okay, Glenn smart. He knows how to like, you know, use the systems that we have at our disposal and you know, it gets the job done, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like, I'm not gonna like ask you to do that very often. Cause like, that's not your, that's not your skill set. You can do it you know you'll you'll you know you'll do it when when asked you know when the bat signal shines you're not going to ignore a pedestrian <laughs> for help but it's i think most people were just kind of like wait glenn's like kind of kind of nice at this And i was like yeah like i knew you were good at it and i think where my eyebrow raising came from is that i don't know how fabs <laughs> like knew about that to be honest you, with you. you
0: know what i think it was i think cuz we were at dna a couple maybe over a month ago at this point and i think rj he runs a lot of the tri-state events. He runs a lot of the locals. And I've known RJ forever. I don't even know. Ex- I think RJ just like, you know, me and him are good friends. Like he probably listens to the podcast on occasion. And like, we've known each other forever. He was like, you should ask Glenn. And I was, because, c- all right, to kind of, you know, to accept your apology and to kind of meet you in the middle here, I actually just realized right now I have no right to be mad at you because- when fabs asked me, Hey, do you want to commentate this top eight? I raised an eyebrow. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, even I was like me. Um, but I think the reason why I was a little annoyed is because, uh, if everyone was just like, Oh, that was good. It would've been fine. But it was like, people were surprised. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it, it was the, the <laughs> level of surprise was making me feel like some type of way about it. Like, why are you surprised? I mean, to me, the level of surprise indicates that like you you were expecting this to be trash, right? Like you, there's something about me that maybe, maybe it's not what you're saying. Maybe I should look at it the way you're looking at it where you're like, I'm known more as a player. So it raises an eyebrow when a player wants to be a commentator. Maybe that's the truth. But I'm so negative that my assumption, my brain immediately just goes to, you were surprised because you assumed I'd be ass at this. And so (laughs) so, I think the reason, I think that's number one reason why I was annoyed by that. And number two, it's because like, you know this, but a lot of people wouldn't know this. Like, you know, um, I do stand up comedy. Like I do like outside of Smash, if you've known me for my whole life, you'll know that like, I've always been doing things like this, like like this podcast and like stand up and things that are like public speaking, stuff like that. That's been my passion forever. Smash has always been like a pocket thing for me that I just do for fun and go to compete, whatever. so I think it annoyed me that like people missed that part po- the bigger part of my identity and thought that it was like not my main thing because it is my main thing like talking is what i what I actually identify as my main thing, so I always looked at commentary as like. I could do that or I would want to do that. I think that'd be fun. You know what I mean? I think I'd be good at that. And like for everyone to be so surprised, it made me feel like, what the, what the hell? Like I was just, uh, to be fair, maybe I'm being a little negative about it. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I think you definitely have to take that as like a glass half full sort of thing. Like I look at like, here's another analogy. It's like when you go, like, you know, you go to a karaoke bar with your friends and like you've never once, like if you went up to a, if I went to karaoke with you, and you know, I've never heard you like sing an ounce in your entire life, like not once. If I'd never heard you sing before and then you you know, you went up on stage and you know you you pick this like rockin 80s power ballad. Like you' you're doing hall and oats and, <laughs> and, you, and you just crush it. Yeah. I would be one of those things where I it's like, oh my God, like I was expecting you to go up there and eat crow. And you went up there and, and you crushed it. So I definitely look at it as a as a you okay. know a glass half that's full. That's a good that's analogy. Surprised.
0: It's a good analogy. And even more important, it makes my ego feel really good. So thank you very much, sir. I'm glad we got to address this. <laughs> I was like Kyle raised an eyebrow. We will address this on record in public.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you definitely got me in in uh, in 4K and oh you know in, in uh, multiple other uh, settings. So. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's let's move on. Uh, outside of the, the the commentary stuff and the smash stuff, um, what have you been playing? I think you said you were playing Pokemon
1: Unite, right? Or am I wrong? Are you playing something else lately? I've been playing Pokemon Unite a lot. Yeah, um, I've been trying to you know get back into playing like my other competitive games and get back into like a streaming mode. It's just been you know again, life is busy and y- there's a lot of inconsistencies. But Pokemon Unite's been a lot of fun. I have played. Like, I've told the story on another medium or, like, to friends in private, but I've played maybe, like, 10 collective minutes of, like, League of Legends, like, other MOBAs. I think the reason I tried is because I was trying to impress a girl in college. Like, it was just not (laughs) not something that, like, suited my interest at all. Um, Yeah. And and so I'm having so much fun playing this game. Like, I, I definitely... I have mostly been playing with, like, you know, randos, you know, just to kind of, like, get a feel for the game and, like, what I like and, you know, what characters, I you know, kind of fits with me. Because, again, never played a MOBA, MOBA before. Don't know anything about the archetypes. Don't know, uh, you know, don't know anything about, like, how to properly play a MOBA. So everyone that's played with me probably is frustrated to all sin. Um, yeah. But it's so much fun. Something about, like, Pokemon and attaching like the Pokemon company has constantly been criticized for like sticking to the same formula and like, you know, not really delving off of the off beaten path, but some of these Pokemon spinoff games absolutely jam so hard. Like, yeah, you, you know, like people forget that, you know, Pokin was like, you know, a very prominent and like, you know, successful in its, uh, you know, esport for yeah. a long time. And that's it a Pokemon. Definitely,
0: yeah. Definitely more popular than I thought it'd be. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's a Pokemon cross Tekken fighting game, and then you get like you know you get some weird ones, and they're like Pokemon Conquest on the DS, which is like a real time strategy game, or kind of like not really a main series game, but kind of the same thing in Let's Go, you know, uh, you know Pikachu and Eevee. and then you get something like this, which is a you know Pokemon tackling the multiplayer online battle arena genre in Pokemon Unite, yeah. and the games is is so much fun, and I I am pleasantly surprised with how much I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, if this game gets any sea legs, I think it would be dope, you know, to have a Pokemon MOBA on like a big stage. And uh, oh yeah, the game's free to play, by the way. So, you know, it's, I love free. That's my favorite. Uh, free 99 <laughs> is my favorite.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually really surprised too. I'm not just surprised that like I enjoyed it. I didn't get to play it too much yet, but I did play a little bit and I enjoyed what I played. Um, But I also was just mad surprised that like, dude, everyone's talking about it. Like in, in our little circles or like social media, like, you know, the people that I follow and whatever, it really has stuck. Um, And so like, dude, it's just weird because if you had told me like six months ago or a year ago, like, hey, you know, um, next year there's a Pokemon MOBA game and we got to see what it looked like and it's early like reveal, which was a long, long time ago. It was over a year ago. They showed us that. And then they showed us new Pokemon Snap. And if you had asked me like, which one of these two spinoffs is going to be the more exciting one that people are going to really be talking about. I would have said Pokemon snap and like, it's actually the complete opposite. Like I feel like Pokemon snap came and then completely went, no one's talking about it. Like I felt like it didn't really have this like moment that I thought it would have. And then this game that is like, people were really negative on this, like at the reveal. Cause it, it really just looks like, you know, uh, a cash like grab, like, Oh, you're just going to take a MOBA and just make it, pokemon and that's it like it just sounds like the let's take this genre that prints money and then let's slap the pokemon paint of coat that prints money and put it together and get this thing and like it's actually really cool and it it works as like an entryway to mobas like kind of like in the typical nintendo fashion where you know maybe you don't like fighting games but smash brothers was a good entry point you know and obviously that's not to say smash brothers isn't as complex as like a fighting games it's just that in addition to being complex it also has like that easy accessibility for someone who's new to the genre so like and the same with like mario kart and like all these things so this game is kind of like that and i think for people like me and you who like you said like you you think you've played like you've played league once that's already way more than me i've never played any (laughs) mobiles in my life you know what i mean like i've never been into that stuff so i don't know if we're just into pokemon unite because again we're not moba guys like maybe people are really into league think this game is ass and like they're just like dude this is like really baby or whatever but i don't know i'm having fun with it a lot of people i know are having fun with it and definitely check out pokemon unite i'm actually also one thing i want to say about this game are you surprised with like it genuinely looks really good like, the, like, graphically, like, the, the character models, like, the Pokemon, the animations, like, yeah, some of it is, like, you know, MOBA stuff where it's zoomed out and, like, it's not, like, the best, you know, fighting animations. But the Pokemon look like the way they're supposed to look, you know? And, and when I play Pokemon Snap, sometimes it's weird. Like, sometimes, like, I don't know if it's the lighting engine or what, it doesn't look like the Pokemon universe all the time. This looks like Pokemon the whole way through. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely something that stood out to me when I kind of first booted up the game. And, you know, when you hear something's free to play, you kind of shudder a little bit when you're like, oh, gosh, like yeah. where are they going to cut corners? <laughs> Is it going to be you know, in the graphics in the gameplay? And no, I agree. Everything runs real smooth, you know uh it it looks solid the animations are are clean you know there's there's online stuttering but you know listen we 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 reap what we sow and and and, you know in the smash brothers community uh we're paying twenty dollars a month for twenty dollars a year for you know mediocrity but i digress uh but no even despite all that like the game looks super solid and you know again it's it's a take on the formula that's a little bit uh different than what you'd expect from League of legends and again i've i've I'm very very casual when it comes to games like that um but I'm really really enjoying myself would I go out to maybe explore that itch with another game like League of Legends probably not yeah. <laughs> but you know just definitely like you said it it really appeals to my common denominator where it's like okay it's Pokemon slapped to a very popular genre of game that I probably wouldn't have played otherwise but because I like Pokemon that much I am I'm you know yeah. at default curious and I, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with it. it it's definitely been a, a fun time waster.
0: The thing is it actually, I think we had, like I said, like both of us kind of had a, a lot of people had a cynical kind of like look at it when it was revealed, but them using the Pokemon universe actually worked out in a way that it, that makes sense because so, you know how, like, I think you said this on like the last episode that you were on or some, at some point we talked about like fighting games and how like, you know, when you play a fighting game, you don't know the characters because like they're they're unique to that game or whatever, and you're not even sure who to pick or whatever. And one of the things that Smash Brothers did was like they solved that problem by having characters that you know, like the Nintendo characters and going, oh, well, you know, This is a new game, but I like, you know, Metroid. So I'll probably enjoy playing as Samus because she plays the way that a Metroid game might play, whatever. So at least like there's some connection there. This is very similar. Like if you play a MOBA, they usually have all these different like unique heroes and stuff. And a lot of times like they're they're not heroes you recognize, not like Batman, you know what I mean? Like it's just like a guy they made up for this game. (laughs) And with the Pokemon thing, it actually solves that problem. Because like for me, it was like, I like defensive characters, so I played Snorlax. And then I just wall people out, and that's how I play Pokemon Unite. So it, it's like it actually connected the the dots, and it's not just a shameless cash grab. And actually, I want to say one last thing about it, like uh, to your point about it being free to play. Um, I expected more nickel and diming, and it seems like, you know, if you just want to play the free version of this game and you don't want to like spend all this money on like Getting you know a g string for Snorlax or like whatever you don't have to do it you know what I mean like you you can there's a lot there for you if you just want to have like you know your nice naked Snorlax with no g string there's enough there to enjoy that um, but yeah so I, I ha- again I've been meaning to get back to that but like we said a million times you and I are busy boys we're not our you know 14 year old selves or we could just spend our entire life playing video games and you know not have any responsibilities. Um, but yeah, so I just finished actually, uh, Link's Awakening remake, which we've talked about before. Oh yeah. So good. You obviously you're a big fan of it. I just finally, finally, finally finished it. I bought the soundtrack for $60 on Amazon imported from Japan. That's how much I liked it. Okay. I spent $60 (laughs) on this soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. It's really great. Um, so Yeah. But then I started – I think I'm I'm playing a game that I don't think you're going to expect at all, dude. You might not even know – you might know what this game is and forgot that you knew what this game is. Do you remember this game called Starlink Battle for Atlas?
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, if that name just rung a bell in my brain, let me like – You have
0: a bell in your brain. That's so cute.
1: Yeah, that's where yeah, that's where my brain should be. Uh oh yeah, I totally remember this like coming and going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a perfect that's a perfect way to say. It. I totally remember this
0: game that came and then completely went just as fast as it. Like I know Riz tried it out and he was enjoying it for a while. I, that's how I saw it in person. Um but the reason I got this game is because it was on sale for $12 on the Eshop. Um and if you this game came out on every platform, this game notoriously did not sell well, but it got decent reviews. It's not like a horrible game, um, but the reason I got it is because if you buy the Nintendo Switch version of this game, it has bonus missions where you play as Star Fox in an R wing. So, That's where I remember it from. Yes. Okay. So this game, um, it came out a while ago, and it's a space shooter game. And then like it's basically just an intergalactic like space shooter. And it, it kind of does play like a traditional Star Fox, but in more open environments. So Ubisoft obviously partnered with Nintendo on Mario Rabbids and a bunch of other stuff. Nintendo was like, hey, can you just make the Switch version of this game have like Star Fox stuff? Because this is close enough to a Star Fox game. So me being, you know, the parched, impoverished popper of a of a Star Fox fan. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing left, and this is all I have is to pay twelve dollars to pay to play you know one fifth of a game that is a star fox game, <laughs> but Anyway, um, it's really cool and they have like cut scenes where like Wolf is the villain and you're hunting down a wolf and like there's actually really a lot of cool stuff and they have the voice actors and Slippy's there and Fox is there and you're in the R-Wing and you're flying around. So um, I've been playing that. I don't have enough. Uh, I haven't been playing it enough to have like a, a real opinion on it yet, but I'll definitely get back to you on that. But yeah, that's what I've been doing with my life is, is this Starlink thing. Did you ever play
1: that game? I honestly I had zero interest in it. Like even like and even the Star Fox stuff was just like okay that's cool, but like I'm not really like a Star Fox guy. Uh, you know I have played sixty four and then I played sixty four again and then I played sixty four a third time. Uh, <laughs> and you know I, I I enjoyed myself, but it's not really like a franchise I go out of my way to like. It's not going to be a system seller for me or a game seller. Um, yeah, but I, I think the game looked fun you know it, it, yeah it looks, it's it's it, it uh, solid at least
0: i've always said you know star fox is like is like this is maybe an extreme example but it's the closest thing to nintendo's sonic where people love fox like the character of fox right and especially like in smash brothers he's like mr smash brothers whatever but really that star fox hasn't been good since the beginning like the first game was good and then 64 was incredible And then ever since then, it's been either progressive... It's just been worse and worse and worse. And Star Fox hasn't been good in a long time. And it's the same as Sonic where we... The fans, like, we just love him because we love Star Fox and we love the R Wing and the universe. But the games themselves... So I'm not going to blame you on, like, you don't need to play... Play 64 if you you already played it. That's it for now. You don't need to play any of the other ones. Um, But while we're talking about games that we played, I want to... I want you to react to this new segment, okay? This is called transmissions from Mister Nair. Mister Nair, <laughs> Nair is Mister Nair is a frequent listener and show supporter. He's a he's an awesome guy, um, and we just talk about games all the time. And he listens, and like he'll message me randomly as he's playing games. And just like have like his random impressions as he's going through the game. And it's actually hilarious. So I just want you to react to these transmissions. Okay. So this is, (laughs) this is Mr. Nair. This is Mr. Nair playing recently. He's been playing like a lot of people, the Skyward Sword HD, the remaster that just came out for uh, the switch. So on July 31st at 9 6 PM out of nowhere. Okay. He just DMS me. You telling me Skyward Sword is the most linear Zelda game, but I'm getting lost so often, way more than Breath of the Wild, and Fee is not helping me either. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Just randomly, he just told me. He's just (laughs) like, dude, why would you tell me this game was so linear? Now I feel bad about being lost. And then I'm like, all right, so where are you at? And he's like, yeah, I'm right before Farron Woods, um, right, something talking about a Skyview temple. Got to find and slice these cubes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i was like what like i don't remember cubes man this is so funny like i gotta find these cubes and slice them and then 9:23. okay so 20 minutes later in all caps i'm a fucking idiot lol <laughs> i made it so much more complicated bro i beat the sky temple and holy shit that was amazing you were right the dungeons of this game are fire Now that I think about it, the shrines in Breath of the Wild are just little mini dungeons, temples. Okay, so that was obvious to all of us who played Zelda games, but Mr. like he's new to traditional Zelda. So, you know, if Breath of the Wild's your first Zelda, the shrines feel like they're like, you're not really sure that it's a small dungeon, which is part of the reason people were disappointed with Breath of the Wild. They wanted like giant shrines. All right, and then that's where our last transmission ended, right? The next day. My, we find another transmission from Mister Nair. Random thoughts at five twenty-five a.m. on August first. Dungeons are great, but everything else take with a grain of salt because I'm not even close to done. Feels kind of meh. <laughs> and then he just he doesn't say anything else. And no context for that. I don't know what he was doing. And then the next transmission is uh, on August third, two days later. You were right once again. As I play more, this game does a lot right and a lot wrong. Lol. Very polarizing, and I understand why people can say they hate it or it's their favorite. All right. And then we get to our final transmission on August 5th. Oh, my God. Zelda games be picking my brain. (laughs) Dude, it can turn. Dude, it can turn from this is fun as fuck to fuck you. Where the fuck do I go in an instant? This is my first traditional ish Zelda game, after all. Dude, I'm so tempted to buy Skyward Sword Joy Cons. <laughs> <What>? Wow! <laughs> my guy went from like this is the worst game I ever played to this is the best game I ever played. Oh, by the way, I should buy these Joy
1: Con. This and is like if the if it's like if the Coen Brothers like directed my train of thought. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then he finally made it to the
0: third area of the game, which is the Lenaru Mining Facility. If anyone played Skyward Sword, it's the area with the Time Shift Crystals. His thoughts on that area, frustrating as hell, but then completely fire. (laughs) And then finally, his final thoughts, this is the last we heard of him as he's lost in Skyloft and in Hyrule. His final thoughts were, (laughs) dot, 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 is hilarious. Done. (laughs) Famous last words. Uh, The Groose is indeed loose. Dude, I kind of wish that... uh, like this is really fun because I wish there was like, you know how like as you're playing a game, everyone will go on Twitter and you'll just like randomly tweet what you're thinking as you're playing it. I wish there was like a way to like, like, organize that and save it so that you, if you play the game again, you kind of can see your thoughts as you were playing it. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you had like a little message board and you're like an hour in, and then you're just your thoughts are recorded for that moment. And then you go back like a year later and look at all your thoughts, like, wow, I was, I was an idiot. Like, I think this I is what really Tumblr's mad. For. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is what social media was invented for, actually.
1: Yeah. Just train of thought and messaging Glenn at five in the morning. Do you remember when you used to do that? We just stay up real late playing video games.
0: Dude, someone brought up to me the other day. I think it was AJ. He was like, dude, sometimes it's like a weeknight and I'm like trying to go to sleep. And then I wake up in the morning for work and I look at the discord and Glenn left like an essay of rage on like some (laughs) random character in Smash or some random topic about a game. And he just started raging to no one in the middle of the discord just like left, left essays there. And I'm like, damn, I really do that. It would be like three in the morning. Something will trigger me and I'll just start firing off in the discord. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sorry, it's, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I'm it, sorry.
1: There's definitely shades of that. Uh, <laughs> of of uh that donald glover meme walking into the room and everything's oh, the on pizza fire one? from yeah, yeah. walking into the room where everything's on fire from community every time i like wake up in the morning you're just like <laughs> you're just just letting off rounds of <laughs> of, of salt and I, I look at the timestamp i'm just like man like <laughs> must be nice
0: it's got to go somewhere kyle all right i can't go into public with that energy all right <laughs> putting it this into discord all right so uh, moving on. We're in mid-August now. Jeez, uh, it's like it hurt me just saying that. You don't, know I mean? Don't don't
1: don't don't even oh say anything. God. It's like the fact that uh, I saw this great picture online, and it was a screenshot from, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yes, Goldberg. I saw that. And, I was yeah. gonna bring that up too. <laughs> Oh my so, god! So yeah, if you're not familiar, it's a it's a picture of of Chris Evans and and Anthony Mackie, uh, like doing in the beginning scene of that movie where they're like you know they're jogging around uh, Washington D.C. and because you know Chris Evans is Captain America, he's just lapping this poor soul Anthony Mackie. So the screenshot is you know Chris Evans you know behind Anthony Mackie and Anthony Mackie's terrified, and the caption reads like you know me trying to process <laughs> the 2020 and see and. As Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans is uh, 2022 in, in four months. <laughs> yeah,
0: the dude. Oh my god, it's like running up right behind you, and you're like, dude, I'm not even done processing 2020, man. Dude, it's it, that's how I, that meme was literally like. It, you know what's sad? Until I saw the meme, I didn't realize there was only four months left of the year. It was the meme that kind of like made me realize it, and I'm really mad I saw that. Like, dude, it's bad, man. And so whatever. So yeah. We're, we're in mid-August, we're approaching the end of August, and the only kind of uh, big game for Switch fans, Nintendo fans, that's coming out this month, um, is No More Heroes 3, which comes out August 27th. So, um, did I ask you before on the show, like, have you played no, the No More Heroes series before? One and two, those were both Wii games, but they were ported to the Switch, they were ported to the PS3 and 360,
1: I have not played any of these no more hero games yet. Like- okay,
0: cuz you need to play them because <laughs> I I recommend them because they're really fun and they're just really funny and like really a lot of personality, but like dude, you specifically, I really strongly feel like this is up your alley. I I made you watch a trailer before this show. Does does that did you watch the trailer like and think, "Wow, this actually looks amazing." Like I feel like you specifically would really like it. Am I wrong about that?
1: I did. I definitely like. <laughs> I definitely like the appeal. My, I, I like the enemy names. Like, it felt like just oh, like yeah. really, it, like, it's like, so, like, like Velvet Girl sitting in chair. Like, sa- yeah. sa- something stupid like that just sounds so funny. The thing about these games is, it's like I kind of lump No More Heroes into that era of like, uh, like we sports resorts or like when skyward sword like originally dropped for the wii and like any once the Wii motion plus like dropped and i i just lost like complete interest in like buying wii games for some reason yeah so there's like you. A, there's like a lot of games that i just like to have not played before skyward sword still being one of them i've yet to like actually you know play that game yet and i plan on doing that at some point but yeah let's no more heroes is a game that like Has always kind of been around my circle, but I've always like not had the time or like you know it hasn't been right yet. You know we're 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 feeling each other out,
0: dude. I feel like you are Travis Touchdown, the protagonist of this game. Like, (laughs) dude the whole the whole point of the the game is like he's a uh, an anime nerd, an otaku, right? But he's also like into pro wrestling. So he's like really into like the the Japanese culture stuff, but he's also super into American culture. I feel like that's like you, because like you're one of the only people I know who's like really into anime, but is like really into sports and like normal American stuff. Like I can take you to a party with my normal friends and you're not just going to be this like, awkward anime nerd who can't talk (laughs) about anything outside of anime. You know what I mean? So, like, the character in this game, he's like that. So, of course, he has a beam katana because he loves anime, and that's what, you know, you have to have a beam sword if you love anime. But he loves wrestling, so he does wrestling moves on people and stuff. And, like, he's very American in the sense that he has a very sour, like, you know, personality, and he makes a lot of, like, crass jokes. But the game is, like, really colorful and fun the way that I describe it to people um, is that the no more Heroes series, it's like playing through an adult swim anime. Like it has all those tropes. Like when you saw the trailer, I sent you and they show you all the heroes with like the cool names and they're all like really stylized. Like that could, that reminded me of like adult swim cartoons. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 um, it reminded me of like the anime stuff that they used to have on past midnight, like the very weird, colorful, like fun, but kind of adult anime stuff. Um, And it's a hack and slash game like the motion controls are really minimal by the way like even though it has a sword like it's not like Skyward Sword where it's really really precise. It's more just like very general gestures and stuff. Um, But yeah like I don't know this game's coming out uh, later this month and I'm pretty likely to get it. I actually I didn't like I'm not a super huge fan of the first two. I like them but my brother's like super into the first two and like this game, it just looks really fun. It just looks awesome. And, like, it would just looks like a really good fit for, like, the Switch. If you haven't seen the trailer, go go check out those trailers. They're dropping, like, a bunch now because um, the game's obviously right about to come out. But, yeah, like, what are you what are you thinking? Are you thinking you're going to, like, just jump in with this one and just be like, all right, you know what? I should do this. Glenn said that I am this character, so I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> I think the big thing for my, my big question is, like, how much like story am I going to miss by not playing the first two No More Hero games by jumping Um, in the third one?
0: So you're not going to, they're all pretty self-contained. The only, this is like the thing about the series. Like basically uh, the first game is that Travis, uh, he wants to become the number one bounty hunter in the world. So it's very like, they have like a top 10 ranking. Imagine it like being Smash Brothers PR, like power ranked. Like he just wants to be power ranked. And so he has to beat the people on the power ranking uh, and he has to beat the top 10. So in the first game, it's literally just him killing all of the, uh, like the bosses of the game are like the top ranked assassins and you just need to kill them so that you become the number one assassin. And then um, it's kind of like a Tarantino movie. Honestly, it has like, it has, it's very like, imagine Quentin Tarantino slash anime. Like that's how the <laughs> vibe of the series and then, um, this one is just, it's similar. Like they just found a different, like version of that where now it's that these aliens have invaded and, like, they're these ranked aliens. Like they're ranked in terms of how deadly they are. And so you need to save the world by being number one ranked at being an alien slayer. And so you don't really need to know the story. The story is fun and there's great cutscenes, there's funny characters, but it's not the kind of thing where, um, you know this game is going to continue some grand story and you if you do, if you don't know this character then what about this like none of that is going to matter all you need to know is that travis is just trying to be number 1 at this thing um and actually i think that this game has like more story that's like self contained than the other games cuz i remember there was like an anime trailer for the reveal where it was fully drawn out. Like I didn't even, it didn't even look like no more heroes. And like that main alien guy that you see on the cover of the game and like in the artwork and he was in the trailer, he was like, he used to be an alien that crash landed on earth when Travis was a kid and they became friends, like kind of like ET where like it was a baby alien and the baby Travis and they became friends. And then he went back to outer space and then he comes back and now they're they're enemies Like that's like the core starting point of the story for this one. Yeah. So I don't know. This game looks really awesome. And especially because there's nothing else coming out anytime soon, um, or at least it hasn't in a while. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely going to get it. And I I feel like I convinced you. I feel like you you should try this game. I really strongly feel like most people, I wouldn't necessarily say they have to play this game, but you specifically, I feel like you're going to get a kick out of it.
1: I, th- I think with that recommendation, I, I will give it a shot. Like it's again, it's one of those things where like I've always wanted to like, you know, try it and play it. It's just that, you know, by the time it had left, the, you know, by the time the Wii had come and gone, you know, this game yeah. was in, like purgatory for like such a long time. It's like, my God, like I really want to I don't want to have to plug in my Wii just to play this like these one or two like very obscure like games. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will get there. Eventually, once I catch up with my other backlog.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah, that's No More Heroes 3. And speaking of, like, the anxiety and dread that we feel about the year ending, and it's only four months left, the one good thing I can say is that, remember, like, we did that great show on ETH about, like, we covered the E3 Direct, and they announced all these awesome games. And one of the coolest things was that all those games were coming out this year. But at the time, I remember... uh, I was like, damn, like they're announcing a bunch of games that are coming out this year, but like it, they're all coming out at the end of the year. And I'm like, oh boy, like I'm going to have to wait forever for all these games. And then now that the time skip has happened and like everything's gone so fast, <laughs> these games are around the corner now, like for real. So um, starting next month, right? We have in September, we have Sonic Colors Ultimate coming on September 7th. Then on September 10th, we have WarioWare Get It Together. And then on october 5th we have super monkey ball banana mania on uh october 8th we have metroid dread and then at the end of october the 29th we have mario party superstars so right there like that's already four games that i'm like guaranteed to buy um and then on in november 12th we have shimogami tensei 5 so if like you're a super hardcore jrpg guy this is like a must buy game exclusive to the switch um, and then November 19th, we have Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, shiny Pearl, the remakes of the DS games. And then December 3rd, we have Advance Wars Reboot Camp, which is um, literally buying that frame one. And <laughs> that same day, we have the Danganronpa uh, ports that are coming to Switch. So that's a lot of stuff that like now we're in the ballpark where like every month we're getting one or two. We're getting two minimum for each month, we're getting like two pretty cool, like games that are worth buying or at least checking out for me. There's at least five or six games. I just mentioned that I'm like guaranteed to buy day one. Um, Which of these are you really like the most excited for? And hold on before we even say that, all right. Out of respect to you, I put Sonic Colors Ultimate on here. Okay. Cause that is a big game. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate, I'm not going to hate and like not put the game on the list. There were a lot of games that I'm like, ah, that's not big enough. Like no one really cares about it. People really do care about this game and this game is legitimately going to be good. Like Sonic Colors was a good game. Um, as, as much as people want to meme on Sonic, but just don't make that your choice. All right. Is, is Sonic Colors your choice? If I let it go, would it be your choice?
1: It is not no. As much oh, as I it's not it, no, it's not. As much as I like that game, like uh. I I because I, I recently went back at, at some point over like the last year of quarantine, you know I did kind of cave and I was like, oh yeah, I have Sonic Colors here. I have like a TV that has component stuff hooked up to it. So let me let me play it a bit. Let me see like what I've been. You know, because it's been a while since I played that game. I just played Sonic Forces. I needed something like to like cleanse my palate. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's a choice. Um, But you know, I needed something to cleanse my palate. I'm like, yeah, this game's a lot of fun, but honestly, like a lot of those later levels of colors like aren't as. The end of that game feels like it slugs a bit, and you know, for something that's advertised as a 3D Sonic game, you spend a lot of time in you know 2d in a lot of 2d platform extensions. yeah and like right. not all the wisps are like super intuitive not all of them are hits something you know levels like planet wisps are are really cool and there's this i forget what the name of the, of the space level is but like you're essentially like running on the floor and like the floor is like spawning beneath you like oh those, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it like, looks
0: like you're about to run into like the air but then like every time they they takes a step the the the, like the it's almost like an invisible floor is there
1: yeah that's a design yeah. that's a design thing i don't think i'm ever going to get tired of i think that stuff looks cool every time they put it in games yeah um but no that that is not the game i'm most excited about uh i'm really excited about pokemon <laughs> i'm just gonna be all oh, right I'm, I'm yeah a, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it frank you know as much as i'm excited to try a lot of these games like you know dongan is a game that like people have like close to me have been like listen you should play this game you like this game a lot, and I agree with them. I'm, I probably like it a lot because I like you know visual novels and you know games like uh, the Ace Attorney trilogy, where you know there's mystery afoot, and it, it really you know appeals to again some of my of my favorite things, and even games like you know Metroid Dread. Like again, I've played maybe half of a Metroid game. Like I played, you know, that's a lie. I have played like two Metroid games, but uh, this game, you know, some of the stuff some of the promotional stuff coming out a lot of the gameplay footage nintendo's really been pushing it the last few months uh i'm excited I, I'm, I'm legitimately excited to play that game and and experience it with everybody else but it's just i am a, a a sucker for pokemon i'm a sucker for nostalgia i am so excited to go back to the Sinnoh region and experience yeah. you know what this game looks like what changes they've made uh, a lot of that's just because you know i'm I'm very attached to these games they're some of my favorite games in the Pokemon franchise and also because you know, uh, I recently, you know, repurchased a 3ds to like play through some handheld games again. Um, but buying old Pokemon games is like actually awful because oh, some of dude, these games yeah. are, yeah, because you know you've seen it, you know, when pe- these games used are selling for like box quality prices. It's dude, ridiculous. some of
0: them are more. I saw one. I saw a used copy of Do- of uh, Pearl. Um Which sold for like a hundred and twenty dollars, and I'm like, yo, like are these games just gonna be insanely valuable? Like think about maybe ten years from now, like is this just gonna keep is this gonna be an exponential thing where old Pokemon games just keep getting way more valuable as time goes by? like, yeah, so to your point, yeah, you should definitely be excited about these remakes if you want to go back and play that old game. Maybe it'll be like Pokemon unite where. I feel like people are still are very negative on the Diamond Pearl remakes, uh, because of how they look and a bunch of other reasons. Maybe it's gonna be like Pokemon Unite where when we actually get our hands on it, we're like, this looks way better than what we thought it was gonna look like. Or like the reveal trailer, maybe you didn't do it justice. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I it's it's just so hard being a pokemon fan sometimes granted like yeah. pokemon fans compl- you know nobody complains more about pokemon games and pokemon fans but like you said like you know some these the quality of these games i think is just going to continue to go up because of like you know like like most older games you know these games eventually go out of production and then whatever's left is whatever's left so you know, I, I wish I could go back in time and like stop myself from like losing like two copies of heart gold because I could probably pay off my car right now with that money. Like, in, <laughs> yeah, like dude, at my oh, those,
0: goal. those two heart gold and soul silver, those are the ones that I think are the most sought after right now. Um, but yeah, so you, you chose a quick question before we actually move off of like the Sonic thing. Um. So are you're gonna buy Sonic Colors Ultimate, or because I if I feel like maybe you're like, eh, I just played it again, and I'm actually not that into
1: it. I'm gonna buy it. I want to see like I. It's just one of those things where maybe I just wasn't in like the right headspace because I just played a Sonic game right before that, so maybe I was just a little like, burnt out of the genre. Uh, but I, what again, platform I, are you gonna buy it on if you buy it? That that was what I really wanted to ask. Probably gonna buy it on the Switch. Okay. Most cool. Interesting. So. Yeah, I, I, I'll see what what fits my budget because I don't really use like it's 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 on all like the next gen consoles or something like that, right? Yeah, it's on everything. It's it's gonna be everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it for my PlayStation, but I just it's I've always whenever there's been like. A multi-console thing in my life i feel like the nintendo version of whatever sega and sonic team releases is always the one that is like less problematic except with exceptions like uh sonic unleashed which is like a completely different game if you buy yeah, it on the right. wii versus if you buy it oh on the god system. Yeah. yeah yeah shout outs to sonic unleashed that is unleashed yeah, <laughs> how have i
0: never heard that that's hilarious yeah,
1: that is a game um, but yeah, yeah I, I'm probably going to get on the switch just cause I, it, it's just convenient for me and I might want to stream this game cause I do really do enjoy this game and, you know, maybe uh, I'll, I'll see what sort of changes like the, you know, the new wisp power ups ads and, you know, what some of these extra features, uh, you know, include with the game as well, but I'm definitely gonna pick that game up. Like I'm, I'm very excited to play this game again.
0: Yeah. I'm actually, so dude, it's, it's, this is like a really awesome Like, a couple months, man. Like, I'm actually surprised how many of these games I'm going to buy. Like, Sonic Colors, I'm probably not going to buy that. But, again, I I do respect it. It's not like I think it's going to be buns. WarioWare, guaranteed buying that. Monkey Ball. that's a very... There's a high chance I'll get it, but I'm not... It's not necessarily day one. Um, Which, by the way, that game, they have some new details that came out recently. Game runs at 60 frames per second on this Switch uh, port or whatever. Which is awesome. But also, they have... Uh, a hidden costume of Beat from Jet Set Radio Um, and he he replaces the monkey in the ball and so you could, that's just a cool throwback like if you're an old school like Dreamcast fan and you're a big deep lore Sega fan like I am, um, that's an awesome thing about that game. That's like a very high chance I'll get it at some point. Um, Mario Party Superstar is guaranteed buying that day one. Shimigami Tensei, probably not going to get that even though it looks really good, just not really into hard hardcore JRPGs that much anymore Diamond and Pearl I'm probably going to skip that um, I, I feel like I played that generation recently like too recently I'm just not going to revisit that Advance Wars guaranteed buying and Rapa is a maybe so for me and then of course my number one choice the, everybody knows my number one is Metroid Dread
1: of course Kyle's not
0: a, Kyle's not a dreadhead we get it okay <laughs> <laughs> cow's <laughs> not a dreadhead, but dude, this game, did you, what'd you think of the, the, the new trailer they just dropped on Twitter this week? Um It was like, like creepy. It was like, yeah, weird, it's, right? it's
1: really, it's really creepy. They're really hammering home. Like a lot of like the kind of the darkness of this game. Like again, dread implies that there's going to be some stuff that goes down here, but like, yeah, I, w- I'm, I'm, I wasn't, I was very blown back by like how dark some of the story stuff is and again like the story of of samus is is a very tragic story like obviously right. but i it's one of those things where it's like it's it at points that made me like a little like uh, you know I, I got scared a little bit i was like oof man that was, yeah, a, that was a lot for me to take in right now
0: and if you're like a if you're a really big metroid fan like me one of the interesting things about like the new footage they showed is mm-hmm. like they show like footage of the chozo which is like the race of bird like alien people that took samus in after she was orphaned and they give her the power suit and like all the metroid technology are the chozo like in in metroid games when you get a power up it's always like in the hand of like this giant statue those are like the chozo statue so it was interesting in this trailer to see that they're in this game they're going to show you what the chozo look like before they all like died or whatever like, they show you what this, like, one was alive and moving around. And I don't know if it's a flashback or what. what is going on in that scene. But um, this new, the new, like, teaser they dropped was really cool. Like, I can't wait for this game. And it actually looks a lot better than I think people are even thinking it's going to be. Um, one of the things about it, if you've been paying attention to, like, Nintendo's Twitter, right? They've been, like, just talking about Metroid, not just this game, but also, like, the whole franchise. Like, ever since the E3 announcement, it's like every week they have like a Metroid like tweet where they'll be like, "Hey, like this new thing in the game is a reference to this other Metroid game." And like after all these years of people like making fun of Nintendo for like ignoring Metroid, um, they I feel like they're trying to be like, "Hey, we know this year's the 35th anniversary. We have this new game coming out. We're working on Prime Four. We didn't forget about this series. We just wanted to wait until we had something." solid that was like gonna come out before we talked about it 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 is a little weird that they're not they're not talking about the 35th anniversary you know what i mean like it's not like they're not saying that this is part of the 35th anniversary they're just kind of like talking about metroid a lot and and like it it is kind of weird and i definitely would want more um they acknowledge zelda's anniversary like they have we have the zelda game and watch coming out Um, it just sucks that zelda was born the same year as metroid because it's never going to be <laughs> you're never going to get a metroid having like the 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 star of the show you know what i mean like it's never going to get an anniversary year where it gets focused on the way that zelda does and the way that mario does like it'll never happen so um i don't know i just think it's interesting that like you know maybe all right I'll, I'll, obviously i'm with the metroid fans who are like they wanted more And like for the 25th and 30th anniversary, Nintendo said nothing at all, (laughs) not even like a tweet about Metroid. So I get it. They definitely, you know, this isn't what I want. I just want people to accept and be a little bit appreciative that they're doing something for Metroid. Like it's not like this time they're not completely ignoring, you know, this franchise and the anniversary and all that stuff. Um, have you been keeping up with, like, these tweets and, like, all the stuff besides, like, the footage that we just talked about?
1: Yeah, it's been hard not to see it because, like, I feel like I scrolled down my timeline, you know, on on Twitter and ev- maybe, like, once every, like, I don't know, couple of hours, like, I'll catch Nintendo be like, oh, Metroid Dread coming out this uh, this uh, October, like, gotta yeah. come get this game. And they're, like, sh- they're really, really pushing this game. And it is kind of, like, again, it, it, it has shades of, like, you know a stepfather that's been absent for your life this whole time and just magically like shows up again it's just like oh my what? god like, you yeah, love like, the
0: stepfather thing like that is and it I, it's actually accurate
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you know abs- absent parent in your life just shows back up again after you know coming back from the store and it's just like you don't really know how to feel about it and like everything i've seen from this game looks awesome like i love i love the art design i love the you know the storytelling that they're portraying through some of these trailers uh you know you you say i'm not a dreadhead glenn but i love ska it's my favorite genre it's one of my favorite genres of music so that's that's, that's all of those games missing for me i need more trumpets
0: (laughs) yeah so um that game oh man it's less than two months away metroid was born the same day i was born obviously a couple years earlier than me it's much (laughs) older than i am but you know i couldn't believe like i was celebrating my birthday and it like nintendo tweeted out like happy birthday metroid and i'm like oh (laughs) that was hype anyway (laughs) i can't wait for this game uh i know everybody else can't and the one thing i want to talk about before we go here is so like looking at this list right i just read all these games um if you like i put the dates there and like if you look at the dates and stuff you'll see that like there isn't a game for like mid to late december for the switch and I think after E3, everybody was like, dude, they, they really came out swinging. Like after, after not having an E3 or not having a direct for so long, like they announced a lot of stuff and it's all coming out within the next couple months. And like, it felt like they really have a, like Nintendo has a lot of switch games coming, but I think there's more that we don't know about for the rest of the year. I think we're going to get like another direct in a month or two at some point that announces like maybe one more big game that we're not expecting we already know that breath of the wild 2 is delayed to 2022 same thing with uh the pokemon legends game um maybe there's like a mario game or something dude like i feel like that if you look at like the nintendo calendar they haven't left that window open for a long time like something has to go there you know what i mean yeah like the, the weird. biggest game, they just have one first party game coming out in December, and it's Advance Wars. And like that's already guaranteed to be a small game. Like there's no way that they're just gonna leave that whole month for Advance Wars. You know what I mean?
1: All that leads me to believe is that I and I think we're all of the same mind. I think we're getting a fall Nintendo Direct soon. And it maybe it's next month, probably in like I'm trying to think like when historically Nintendo does their like post E3 directs, and it's usually in September. It my is, my memory is yeah. like serving me correctly. So yeah, like,
0: you're right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they usually, like, save a couple of bullets in the chamber for, like, that late holiday release. Now, I don't know if they're really going to, like, you know, what we're all anticipating is that whatever the next Nintendo Direct is is going to, like, properly, either it's going to show us what the last Smash character is or it's going to announce that it's going to announce when the last Smash character is coming out. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if Nintendo's gonna want to share the spotlight with that. I don't know if they're going to like put all their eggs in like, oh hey, like this is our big winter release. Come get uh, you know, Decidueye or something. Like <laughs> I said it specifically to hurt you, by the way. Dude, like, don't you know. do that, man. Even <laughs> even
0: Decidueye, like I don't want this last character to be a Pokemon, even if it's my boy. I love Decidueye, but man, it's too late. They should should have put him in instead of Incineroar. And they they missed that, and now the 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 train has sailed. the ship has left the station. It is too late for that. Um, but yes. I think you're right, and like I think you know we're gonna get uh, a direct sometime September, maybe like late September, early October, whatever. And that we already know, like if you go back and watch the Kazuya um, Sakurai presents, he says, "Look, we're still on track for the final character to come out before the end of the year. And he confirmed that it's not only the final character, but it's coming out. This character is coming out this year. Smash Brothers Ultimate will end finally this year. So I think that's like, it's a perfect timing. They have this little window. They can announce one or two games and then they can end it with hopefully Master Chief is going to finish the fight and come to smash and everything will be in the proper timeline, the way it should be. All major companies are represented and smash can end with a bang or they can announce a direct show us one or two games and also have like the worst case scenarios that if we get another Pokemon as the final character <laughs> and everyone will be so upset, dude, like, Oh my God, it would be the worst timeline. But yeah, anyway, just wanted everyone to know, like the, we're, at, we're coming to like the end of the year now, unfortunately. And even though we have all these awesome games that are coming, uh, it's coming fast. Like this, this 2021 is just over And we're still going to get at least one more direct. Also, uh, the Switch OLED is coming out like around the time that Metroid comes out. They're trying to like pair those two launches together. They always try to like put out a a console or even just a revision with a game. And like they kind of made Metroid the focus for that. Um, But yeah, they're going to have this new thing out and like this new console out in October and I don't think they're going to just leave December open. Like we might get like a Hyrule warriors or like one of those random games that you didn't expect, like something like that where it just comes out of nowhere and they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I think it was last year or the year before when we got age of calamity, just like randomly announced. And then like it came out before the end of the year and it was just like, no one expected that. So um, <laughs> we're going to get something like that guaranteed.
1: You know, I just had a, <laughs> I just thought of something really funny. Cause I'm just like, you know, you're saying all the right stuff. It's like, what's like a first party Nintendo game. That's like kind of either like smaller scale or like, not like something that we're anticipating, like big, uh, that could like come out this holiday. And honestly, all that just screams Kirby to me for some reason. Oh my God. You're right. (laughs) That is (laughs) like Kirby's the guy for the job.
0: Like the, the last minute you just throw a bunch of like random Kirby games at somebody. That's so true. Oh my God
1: yeah that Ugh. like s- something about like <laughs> i hope i just manifested it because i'm i'm here for it. but like something about what you just said just like speaks to me it's like yeah like <laughs> nintendo's really been like nintendo and like not just nintendo but like media companies in general like throughout the past year year and a half i've really done this thing where like okay we're gonna announce this thing now and then like a, a month and a half from now it's gonna come out And I could totally see them doing that with, like, Kirby. No, you're...
0: Dude, that's, like, a... That is, like, such a good call. That is a galaxy brain call. I actually think, like... (laughs) I didn't even think of that. I was thinking, like, really just limited, like, Mario or whatever. Like, that's a galaxy brain take, dude. I actually feel like now, like, damn. That's basically just going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's why people come to this show. For the galaxy brain takes from Kyle Rios. And the peanut brain takes from Glentendo. That's this week's episode... Thank you guys again for joining us. Kyle is about to go stream. So check out his stream. Twitch.tv slash is it underscore Koopa or is it just Koopa? It's
1: it's Koopa NJ like New Jersey. Uh, Gotcha. Koopa NJ across platforms.
0: Swag. And then, uh, yeah, you have your podcast at Kooped Up. We obviously, I hope you guys enjoyed. Like I shared an episode um, last week or the week before um, in place of the Glintendo podcast. I just threw a a Kooped Up up there. And uh, it was really good. I was actually, I listened back to it and I was like, oh, this this one came out really, really good. So um, kudos to you, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and thank you for doing that. That was uh, a lot of fun. And by the time this goes up, my new, uh, hopefully, you know, the my last week's episode will be up. I sit down with one of my uh, commentator friends, the artist formerly known as Slep uh and uh you know we spend a, a bit talking about you know shows we've been watching you know the life of being a commentator you know all, all that jazz uh yeah so if, if you're interested in what i think about uh hbo max's new <laughs> hanna-barbera animated television series uh jellystone uh listen to the, the cooped up podcast on all podcasting platforms
0: yes and of course if you're a show supporter you'll be listening to this super super early on tuesday night as opposed to thursday night it's my way of making up for the you know the two weeks that we weren't on (laughs) it's the best i could do but anyway uh hope you guys enjoyed the show we'll catch you guys next week have a good night have a good year have a good life see you guys later good night everybody thank you guys see you next week hope you guys enjoyed the show You can follow me on Twitter at SuperGlentendo. The Glentendo Podcast is a weekly Nintendo slash Smash community podcast. Our aim is to have galaxy brain conversations on all things Nintendo. If you like the show, please consider becoming a Friendo and supporting on Patreon.com slash Glentendo. Friendos get early access to the show. Each Thursday. The show then becomes free to all the following Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now and you actually like the show, please give us a good review. It helps boost our visibility so more people can find the show. This show is brought to you by our amazing producers, Naomi Eduardo, In a Yellow Flash, and the legendary Riz.